0: Quiet. Time for a start show. Trouble
1: defeat audience.
2: Your move silently and hijacks are successful. Good evening, lords and ladies. You have chosen your entertainment quite wisely, for you are about to experience the most wondrous spectacle in the great venerable and multiplanar empire of Valadros and the Wavens. I am your host proprietor, Romande Swarfinde, and I welcome you to the 20-sided theater.
3: Dance and lights! <laughs> <laughs>
2: The curtain rises, and we are joined by a new group of heroes. I heard the quotation marks in there, Barb. These guys might be a little, uh, unconventional in their approaches, but they're still basically good people, unlike your group of bastards. Well, I, 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 I... I. What, did you just correct me in my own theater? Fine, no scare quotes. It is my pleasure to introduce you to a group of heroes who have been tasked with the expansion and preservation of the Empire's Outer Limits. Please, join me in welcoming Orma Ironheel's Imperial Task Force to the stage. Led by Orma Ironheel, dwarf of the Clan of the Leaping Spears. But
0: sucks. If we don't get the keys of and Crana before that albino tree f*****er <laughs> does, things are gonna be bad for the Empire. And Ormer Ironheel, don't
2: let bad things happen for the Empire. Portia Fireleaf, Halfling Corsair. Although she's still a bit new at it. Known more for her ingenuity with empty bottles than her skills at the helm, This Ruthful Pirate often forgets to hide her heart of gold.
3: I'm sailing away, plotting an open course. No!
2: Stop! Halt! Not one of my songs, nor is it a song that has been personally verified or covered by myself. You need to stop singing that one, dear.
3: Oz and Cat taught me that one about six weeks ago, and it's been stuck in my head ever since.
2: I'm ignoring you and your non-Romandian music. Up next is Felicia Caterman, a Felis Sapiens who, quizzically, has spent most of her life ranging through the Cloaca Optima, the finest sewer system in all the plains, hunting the dread sewer cats of (coughs) Sandaskar.
4: One heart, nine lives. Man isn't my strong suit. Got
2: it a string? Osric Oddfellow. A gnome who is to gnomes what I, the ill Romande Sworfinde, am to Bars. The gnomiest gnome who ever did know.
5: You elided something important, Master Sworfinde. Oh? Did I? I've got pale, almost translucent skin, which goes along with my bone-white hair. Oh, I see. You're an albino. Yep, the most famous albinome in a music-based double act alongside a half-dragon elf in the whole empire.
2: Well, I won't promise that you'll ever be able to lower the number of qualifying phrases there, but keep trying. And while he keeps trying, I will introduce his partner. Kalandir Kelebnar, an elven bard of Argent Draconian descent. Their silver violin shines as brightly as their silver blood.
6: Yeah, Oz and I met back when we were volunteered for the Imperial Service Organization's Morale Brigade. I'm silver, he's white. It just makes for a good color combination on stage, you know? I'm sure it does. Next up,
2: we have Wank de Winky Wonk. Skidameringka, dink a dink, skidameringka, do. I love you, hyphen Smith, a half celestial gnome whose aura is as golden as Portia's heart. To be honest, neither of them really is all that great at piracy, due to excessive amounts of compassion and mercy on their parts.
7: Yeah, but people love when pirates let them go. If we pirate people. Then- Then we tell them we're from the Empire, and then we let them go. Won't all of our victims learn that the Empire is actually a force for good?
2: You may be confusing good with order, but that's a debate for another time. Iron Heel's task force is also joined by Sir Calandriel Alistartha, an elf from the Empire's Middle Age. Having been infused with energies and potions of techno-magical origin, Sir Cal and his faithful steed Vororok of the Star Pastures was sent out to hunt the ancient and deadly Hungering End.
8: Well, Vororok, if those crystal things had turned out to be beds, then we wouldn't have been frozen in time, and we wouldn't be here at the edge of... of... Well, I can't really tell what we're on the edge of, but it is something big and important. I can feel it in my technomagically
2: enhanced blood. And finally, Owen Dromios, a human druid with Cretaceo-zoological interests. He joined the Imperial Task Force program with the hopes of cloning and breeding enormous, strange lizards to bring their intelligent, loyal ferocity into our present day. Flanked by his faithful Dromiosaur, this old man brings a somewhat antiquated sense of wisdom and perspective to this party of over-eager adventurers.
1: We're all gonna die someday. If we're lucky, someone will dig up our bones in a billion years and they'll clone us or cast true resurrection or something, and then things will get real weird. Isn't that right, Lottie?
2: Lords and ladies of my beloved audience, please do recline upon your gilded seats. Quaff your libations. Adjust your listening devices to receive the full distribution of decibels. And as always, enjoy your evening at the 20 sided theater. You've recently made a daring escape from a dangerous deserted island by attracting the attention of a passing vessel, bamboozling its crew, stealing the ship, and leaving them marooned in your place. To be fair, Voice, the guys we left on that island were all
3: slavers. The lowest of the low. Absolute scum who deserved to be stuck on a dangerous island full of dire palms.
2: And where are are all of the slaves slaves you
6: rescued rescued at this this precise precise moment?
5: Oh, they're all down in the main decks,
6: still chained to the oars. Yeah, we can't row this whole thing ourselves. I'm not even 100% sure how it's still floating with that huge round thing sticking out of the front of the keel. And furthermore,
8: Master Voice, we have promised to set them all free once we make it back to port. It is our duty as emissaries from the Grand and Holy Empire of Voladros. Isn't that right, Warner? Oh, Barbara Sark's Toll
0: Cow, why do you elves always insist on reminding us about things we already know?
6: I didn't remind you of anything. I just said I don't know how the boat works. Not you, Cal! I meant Sir Cal over there!
8: Well, over. If you could learn to tell the simple difference between the silvery-scaled elf and the radiant star-studded elf who follow you, then we might not feel the need to remind you of what ought to be obvious quite so often. So,
3: guys, uh, before we start the next thousand-year war between the elves and the dwarves, how about we figure out how to get back on course towards the next key of Rillin' An
2: excellent excellent suggestion, suggestion, Portia. Anybody Anybody want to make a a navigation navigation check? check?
5: Well, when we got here, we were heading towards the rising moon, and we were supposed to turn left at that island, but we got shipwrecked. Then those slavers came, and we escaped from the same side of the island we arrived on, so now we're backwards. Can you turn us 90 degrees to the right, Portia?
4: Uh, maybe? Which way is the right way? Towards my short whiskers... The ones that got a little singed when we set those filthy slavers on fire for their crimes. I mean, I'm all for keeping things in a state of paralytic fear, but you gotta eat those frightened little things after a while, or else you're just being mean.
1: I think she means starboard.
4: Oh, well, why didn't you say so in the first
3: place? Here we go! Uh, Portia,
7: you just turn the wheel to the left. Er, port. Whoops.
3: Thanks, Wank. Here we go again!
2: Much better. Portia, Portia turns you really northward, northward toward the next key of Grille-Ukraine. Really After, After two, two or three, three days, days of sailing, a new topic of conversation, arises.
6: Topic of conversation arises. Hey, Ormer. Us and I were talking, and we want to know why we're still going after those keys for that Morellian guy.
0: Yeah, that's been bothering me too. The short red-headed Gluminar feller didn't seem too bad when he hired us, but when we handed over the key to that demonic-looking, red-eyed, white-haired elf, I wasn't quite so sure it was the right thing to do. But the Empire has ordered us to make contacts and to send reports on the societies and customs of this place, and feeling like this is sometimes just part of the job. But
7: what happens if it turns out that this albino sorcerer guy is going to be a threat to the Empire?
8: It's quite simple, Wank. We gird ourselves for battle, and we send them to separate, personalized hells. Is that not right, Vonera?
1: It's probably not within our power right now, Cal. You saw that storm elemental he conjured up to speed our first boat along? That thing was huge.
4: Well, we can still catch this key thing. Doesn't mean we have to snap its head off and leave it on his doorstep or anything.
0: Alicia has a good point. We don't trust Morellion. But that doesn't mean we have to give up on the quest he placed us on. We'll just gather the other five keys for ourselves, and hopefully by then we'll have figured out a way to get the first two back from our employer. No!
3: It looks like we're coming up on the spot where Gluminar said we'd find the next key. Look, there's the triple-peaked fjord, just like he said.
8: (coughs) That's right, Voronara. We just need to find the cave of the three clefts now, Shortly after, the next key will be in our possession. All right,
0: Portia. Do as the star horse says. Way anchor, and let's get off towards the coast.
2: Aye, aye, Ormer. You disembark from the ship and make camp in a nearby cove. Nothing bothers you in the night, and by the time you've packed up camp the next day, the sun is only hovering a finger and a half over the horizon. You take advantage of the early start, and by midday, you've climbed a good 3,500 ILDMs up the mountainside. Gods, but it's so good to be back to standard units of measurement. Anyway, you guys break for lunch before anything significant happens. Alright lads and ladies and others,
0: let's find this cave so we can get the hell out of here.
1: What's our marching order? I'll send Lottie out ahead of us to do some scouting. She'll find anything dangerous long before it bothers us.
4: Oh no, I'm going out in front. Cats are far better at stalking small game than pig-sized bipedal lizards will ever be.
0: Felicia, you take the left flank and Lottie will take the right. That way you don't have to get in each other's ways. Cal, you and the horse take up the rear.
6: Why do I have to take up the rear? I know I have the best voice to warn everybody of danger, but I'm not sure that Cal Catherine will be happy if I'm on top of Vonero.
8: Well, I'm not uncomfortable with the idea, so long as he doesn't buck and throw Cal on their head. It is basically up to Vonero.
0: Barbara sucks voluminous beard! Sorry,
8: I bet Sir
0: Cal should take up the rear since he's the one in armor. Plus, I trust the horse to keep its eyes peeled better than most of you.
8: Oh, that, that makes sense. Tis true that the steeds of the ancient star pastures have ever had keener eyes than even the elves of my day. Good plan, Hormer. Cat and lizard in front, Star Horse, and techno magically infused elf in back, and everybody else in between.
2: As you start lining up at the trailhead, you hear a loud snap as something stumbles over a fallen branch.
0: Come, Cartoffle, gird thyself with thy mace. For the sake of Scartalia and all the innocents therein, we must launch headlong into any hidden dangers that we might defang them before they can do lasting harm. It's just like that time I survived that encounter with the insufferable bastards. To be a hero, you just need to stand strong and do your job. Yeah, Theo. But, as you told me, you
3: survived that day by faking a wound to the knee, which allowed you to escape the cascading arcs of lightning cast by that mummy.
0: I didn't fake that wound, Kartoffel. My knee gives out whenever it gets cold, and the temperature dropped very suddenly, you know, in order to generate necessary conditions for Shenuda's lightning. Anyway, Somerton was a long time ago, and we've strengthened ourselves quite a bit since then, my fine squire.
2: <laughs> okay. Both, Both parties are terrible, are terrible at keeping quiet, at keeping quiet. So, so it's basically, basically down, down to whichever, whichever group, group is quicker, quicker right, right now. now. Give, Give me some initiative good. rolls.
8: <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Vordoroth? I don't hear anything. And it is impossible for me not to hear something if it is actually there. Thanks to the techno-magical infusions of ages long past, which definitely have not degraded after our being crystallized for over 3400 years.
2: Vorbarok rolls his eyes in exasperation as he turns toward the sound of the approaching individuals.
4: (sighs) I don't like strangers. I'm certainly not going to come over there, sniff out this potato, nuzzle my head against him, bat him around for a moment or two, and then ignore him. Ah, uh, good
0: kitty. All right, Felicia, leave that poor breadroot alone. He doesn't look like much of a threat. That longshanks, though. What's your name, human? I am Theo the Wonder God, sole survivor of the Great Bakery Massacre of Sumberton. And this is my companion and confidant,
6: Gar the Slayer Spud. It is mine pleasure to make your acquaintances. Well, you two don't look very evil. Detect
5: alignment. Uh, nope. They don't scan evil at all. Sumberton.
7: Sumberton. Where do I know that name from? Was well, it
3: that town we passed through before the crypt of Kolasvar? Sounds like a
0: typical human town name. Could be anywhere, I guess. Sumberton is the largest city in central Scottalia. How could you not have heard of it? Wait! Scatalia? You mean the place where the Grand Weaponer spends a quarter of his time? Um, I don't know
8: who the Grand Weaponer is. It's been so long since I've been back to the holy city of Sandascar. I don't think I know who the Grand Weaponer is anymore. Is it still Lady Danvers Hallar?
1: Worst Imperial citizen ever. You've never heard of Master Imnand Shinuda, whose flesh colossi and other implements of carnage keep us all safe from the entropic menace known as the Hungering End?
3: Well, why didn't you simply say so? We have met Master Sanuda and his party of companions. If it were not for them, I would have never met Theo. I also would have probably been reborn as a mere foodstuff rather than the current form you see now.
5: Well, what brings you so far from your home planes, then?
0: Kartoffel and I are traveling the worlds, writing wrongs, uncovering secrets, and generally experiencing strange new things. And we are searching for the toppler,
3: a mighty weapon that is legendary amongst my people.
0: Sounds pretty straight up to me. What are you two doing here at this particular moment? If it's more of the same, would you like to help us find the next key of Real and Craner? Sure. That sounds like a quest worthy of a Wonder God and a Slayer Spud. Then you guys should take up the rear, with Cal on the horse. I'm not in the Other rear. Other Cal. The one what owns a horse. Fucking elves, why do all elf names sound the same? Not all elf
7: names sound the same. What about Elwyn?
2: Ahem. Or Tarwinna Upper Leaf? Oh, come on, you can't be serious! You're You're not in in this scene, so you you need need to shut up. up. It's my theatre, so I should be able to be in any scene that I want. Your theatre, your rules. Your Your words, words, even. even. Ha! I I gotcha, you. you, I. What does
8: that translate? Muddy Thursday? What does
2: that name even mean? I hate you. They can't hear you. Which is quite fortunate, because if Romande were here, you'd probably spend the next 14 hours listening to the first movement of the first act of a four-month-long operetta. Instead, you make your way up the hillside with no further incident. After three hours, Wank circles in the air and returns with news of something that she spotted.
7: Hey, guys! There's a weird spot up ahead, where three ridges seem to run into each other. If it were the rainy season, I'd be worried about flash floods, but it seems pretty safe for the moment. Hmm.
0: Did you spot any caves, Wank?
7: Just one, but it didn't look like a triple cleft of any sort.
0: It'll have to be a good enough place to start our search for the next key.
2: Onward, my brave Imperial task force, for the glory of the Empire! After a few more hours of wandering around in the low mountains by the sea, you finally come across a spot where three caves open into the mountainside. A very cursory inspection reveals that all three passages lead to exactly the same cavern complex, about twenty ILDMs past the entrance of the longest tunnel.
0: Alright lads and ladies and others, we've got three paths that all lead to the same place. Which one do we go in through?
7: Is this a real question?
1: Uh, I mean, there are enough of us that we don't have to choose one path. Lottie and I are going left.
7: Good point, Owen. I'll take the right to balance
4: you out. I'll take the center, then. In
1: a, In a short, short amount, amount of time, of time you've, you've split,
2: split yourselves into three parties, and you and stand ready to, to enter the triple, triple cleft. cleft. About, About six, six seconds, seconds after the three groups simultaneously, simultaneously enter their respective, their respective passages... The, the whole, whole party, party regroups.
3: Well, that was probably the easiest thing we've done all week.
8: We're not through yet, Portia. We still need to go into that pitch-black passage ahead, so we can find the next key of Rillin Krayna.
6: Come, Voronara. Our destiny awaits. Uh, Catherine, There's something wrong with your keen elephant eyes, I think.
5: Yeah, that passage isn't all that dark. All this weird, azure light is intense enough that if I were a reading gnome, I wouldn't even have to squint to make out the letters on a scroll.
8: What? I don't see what you're talking about, Cal Can you confirm our bard's impression of this place?
2: The, the Ancient Horse of the Star Pastures rolls his eyes and shakes his head in what you swear is exasperation. Before he trots over to Calandriel, and uses his nose to push the rim of the techno-magically-infused Knight's Helm up and back across the Elf's forehead.
8: Ah, much better now! Thank you, friends, for a great service that I hope to repay someday soon! Now that we can all see, can we go investigate what's making
0: all that blue light? I believe the disembodied voice said that this was an azure light, not blue. But is azure not a shade of blue? You're a potato. How can you even see them colors? Potatoes have eyes there, I here. We see more than most
3: species. Yeah, but they spend most of their lives in dirt, so there isn't much to see. Yeah, this is true. It is why we send
2: our roots and shoots out from our eyes, that we might behold the world around us! You guys are almost as bad as the insufferable bastards sometimes, I swear to God's. Yes, Azure is a shade of blue. I was trying to be descriptive. Well, let's skip the descriptions and
0: investigate this cave. I think I can feel something humming deep within the bones
6: of this mountain. Is it treasure? Dwarves have a fifth sense for treasure, I
7: hear. Don't you mean a sixth sense, Portia?
6: She most certainly does not. It is a well-known fact that dwarves have no sense of taste in a traditional manner. Is that not correct, Calandriel Keteran? Indeed it is, Calandir Keteran.
8: They can only taste rare metals, which is why their foodstuffs are so grainy. If they don't grind up bits of copper or gold, then they cannot taste their meals.
2: You guys guys are are also also almost as racist racist as as the bastards. bastards. None None of that that is is true! Actually,
0: I partially disabled my sense of smell when I was but a lad. Whatever you do, friends, do not let your friends peer pressure you into a game of how far up your nose can the spear butt fit! In any case, we've been walking long enough that I can see what's making the
2: blue light. Cerulean Light. Azure. It's It's Azure Light! light. And And yes, the the source is a warp in the fabric of reality.
1: And according to this willing printed artifact detector, the next key is right through that portal.
0: Gird yourselves, lads and ladies and others! We don't know what dangers lie
2: beyond! The party party readies its weapons weapons and passes passes swiftly through through the rift between worlds. worlds. You You feel feel your your bodies compress compress as you break break the plane of the portal. But once the last of your body has passed the threshold, a stupefying magnitude of acceleration takes over, and you feel yourself spaghettified as you make the transition to a strange new place.
5: Holy Harlow! Look at this place! The streets are paved with black gravel.
8: That doesn't bother me nearly as much as all of those metallic dragons racing along them, farting their noxious fumes behind them as they force along. What's that, off? No, those things cannot be carriages. There's nothing to provide the locomotion. Those people you claim to see inside must have been eaten by the dragons.
0: Who cares about a bunch of farting dragons that seem to be ignoring us? I'm more interested in how they melted their stone.
3: What do you mean, Ormer? All the stone around here seems pretty solid.
0: But look how tall these palaces are. And then tell me where you see a seam between any two blocks. They either carved foundations out of
6: gargantuan slabs of stone, or they poured molten stone into a mold of some sort. God damn it is loud here. I can barely hear the elven thoughts skip.
1: Maybe we should get a move on the artifact detector, since the key is less than a thousand ILDMs away. Looks like it should be in that poured stone palace over there.
0: All right, Task Force. Our first challenge is to get past all these farting dragons. I'll meet you all on the other side. And how are you going to get over there, Ormer? I come from the clan of the leaping spears in the Coal Hills, Master Voice. Tis but a simple matter of gathering
2: my legs beneath me for a mighty jump! Ormer leaps high into the air, somersaulting over the broad street before you. The The odd vehicles, vehicles, and yes, they are vehicles, guys. Vornarok was right about that. The vehicles don't interfere at all with your dwarven leader's mighty leap. And within seconds, he stands on the far side of the boulevard, waving his hands cheerfully at the rest of the party.
7: This one's easy for a half-celestial gnome. I'll just unfold my wings and fly to the other side to meet Ormer.
2: Felicia goes down to all fours, arches her back, and leaps headlong into the road's glaring traffic. Out
7: of
3: the road, you crazy
2: flea bag. This has the immediate effect of two vehicles
6: swerving into each other to avoid striking the cat Holy What the hell was that?!
2: Looked like kind of a giant cat. Wearing a loincloth. You're going to LaGuardia, right? Within seconds, Felicia has arrived at the far end of the walkway, And in In her wake, she she has left left a tangle tangle of dented, dented, twisted, unmoving vehicles. Excellent work, team. Now let's get into this building so we can get that key and go home. You You enter enter a building building with an enormously enormously tall foyer, wherein you find two floor-to-ceiling banners emblazoned with strange words and a painting of two men wearing small pith helmets pointing metal rods at each other.
5: Maybe these banners can tell us where to look for the key. Comprehend languages. What's it say, Oz? Hmm, it says Relics from the Great War, on loan from... Uh, I think this is a place name, but the spell is translating it literally. I think it's... The National Museum of the Swamp, or something. Oh, and swamp is a feminine word in the root language.
8: Sounds like an odd name for a place. What about this building we're standing in? What is that called?
5: Uh, let's see. One of these signs should say. Ah, here it is. This place is called the New Yew Tree Metropolitan Museum.
3: Now that sounds like a proper name for a town. I like it. Maybe we should found a city of new new yew tree when we get back to those young kingdoms. It could be the Empire's capital on that plane, and then I could get a proper letter of mark and pirate wherever I want.
1: Um, sir. Shouldn't there be people in here?
3: Yeah, there should,
7: shouldn't there? But no people means no security, so we ought to be able to get to that next key pretty quick!
0: Gird yourselves for battle, team! This place is too weird not to have any defenses, so we need to be on our
2: guard! You pass through the foyer into a smaller dimmer chamber. All around you, glass cases display those same odd metal devices that the two men in the painting were pointing at each other. Ooh, a plaque. What does this say?
5: Uh, battle. And it's a feminine word. Uh, and there are some numbers. 1,888.
8: Well, this place is obviously a treasure trove for one of those farting dragons outside. So, by imperial law, that means that all of this loot is ours for the reclaiming. Since most dragons get their loot from nefarious means. Come, Voron, let us free these Battle-1888 devices from the thrall of a greedy, flatulent dragon.
0: Ah well, always take the big gem when the dragon's not home, as my grandpapa used to say. Alright, lads and ladies and others, loot on!
5: Uh, this plaque says something about ammunition, so maybe we should take all these little brass cylindery coney things too. Uh,
3: are you really sure this is okay, Cal?
6: Oh, yeah, totally okay. As a half dragon, I can say with full certainty that keeping a trove isn't nearly as fun as reclaiming or increasing a trove. So, if the Farting Dragon misses his stuff, then we've given him an opportunity for an adventure. Plus, aren't you a pirate, Portia?
3: I'm not sure how far we are from water. Piracy on land kinda needs to be within sprinting distance of your vessel, so you can make a quick getaway. But anyways, I was talking to the other
8: cat. Oh, yes. Under Imperial law, this is certainly allowed. We simply need to return to the holy city of Sandeskar, whereupon our sacred duty shall be to return these items to the grand imperial lost and found. If nobody has claimed the items after 15 days, then ownership reverts to the finders, who, of course, would be us.
4: Well, now we've got a bunch of new tinkling shinies to bat around on the floor when we get home. So let's see to the homeward getting, shall we? What's the key detector thing say, Owen? Is the next thingy-mabob in this room?
1: New. No. It looks like it's a few hundred ILDMs west of us right now. If we had a floor plan of this building, Lottie and I might even be able to tell what room it's in.
2: You
3: mean a map, like these tightrope pamphlets on this plinth!
2: Kartoffel uses a spindly green shoot to present a map of the museum to Owen and Lottie the
1: Dropbox.
0: Excellently spotted, my starchy squire! Your many eyes are certainly an advantage!
1: Uh, yes, exactly like that. So, it looks like we'll have to go straight into this long hall, and then turn right through this small room here, and then straight through into that big auditorium-looking space here.
2: You quickly pass through the next two rooms. The long hallway is festooned with sand and earth-colored uniforms, most of which are topped by those tiny pith helmets. Once you reach the small room just outside the auditorium, you need to stop and make some listen checks. Shh, I
5: hear people talking in the next room. Do you think it's a lecture or something? Maybe we shouldn't barge in on their presentation.
0: No, it sounds a bit more like there's a lot of scared people in there with one very angry person yelling at them all. All right, team. Owen says the key's in the next room, so we need to get in there, settle whatever situation's going on, get the next key, then not give it to that albino tree sleeper who hired us to find them all in the first place. You quickly
2: prepare yourselves for battle and throw open the double doors. You see about two score terrified townspeople in the room ahead all of them bound and kneeling. Seven ghastly corpses wearing the same uniforms from the display cases stand around the perimeter of the room, pointing their battle 1,888 devices at the hostages. Floating about an ILDM and a half above the center of the room and pulling all focus is a gore-covered human male in about his early 40s, dressed in a raggedy robe. He He clutches clutches an an old tome in his his left hand, while brandishing a fistful fistful of of entrails in his his right. And
5: luckily, my spell of comprehension is still in effect, so we can understand what he's saying.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Now that I have found a single, moderately magical tome in this muggle-hole of a reality you idiots live in... I'll raise all of the soldiers from all of the worst wars in your history one by one if I have to just to watch a what? ton of zombies eat everyone on this lame ass plane You will learn to cower before the very thought of Threlis lead Master Necromancer and Innovative
0: Surgeon <laughs> Well, this one looks pretty cut and dry Come on lads and ladies and others Let's be the good guys and kill the insane necromancer! Osric, Cal? Uh, the scaly, shiny half-dragon Cal,
6: I mean. Yes, armor? We could maybe shorten that, but uh, now I know which Cal you are talking to. You two strike up a suitable two while
0: we save these innocents from this carpetbagger.
1: Plus, the detector says that he's holding the key.
0: Let's hope it's the book and not the guts, then.
2: Charge! Ormer sprints toward the ring of hostages and leaps mightily as he reaches them. The nimble dwarf springs toward the center of the room, spinning and corkscrewing his body to aim his heavy dwarven lance directly at Threlis' chest.
9: I think not, dwarf. <laughs> The only drawback to casting mage armor is that nobody can see how brutally festooned it is with spikes until some idiot dwarf tries to hit you. The necromancer
2: necromancer lights lights up, up, and you behold behold a red-framed sketch sketch of a suit of plate mail -mail hanging like a halo around around Threllis. Threllis. The The chest chest is designed designed to resemble a gorgon Gorgon at war with herself. herself. She chews upon two strands of her own snaky hair, while the other snakes strike at her ears, eyes, and nose. Atop his skull sits his helm, which itself resembles the skull of a wolf. But that skull is in turn sitting within the jaws of a dragon. Skullception! The flash flash of energy energy is over in in but a a second, second, though, and and armor armor goes goes flying flying across across the room toward the right to land uh, heavily in a display case.
10: Who's
9: got ups? Come on! None of you want to try to follow the dwarf in a stupidly suicidal frontal assault! Fine, then. Let's see how you stand up to my zombie commandos! Spill with a K for some reason! Uh Uh-oh.
8: Come, Vorneroff. We must save our friends! Quickly, up against the wall and get behind me, everyone! My ancient Maidupdian shield will protect us all from every form of attack!
2: The seven zombies turn their weapons toward you, and seven deafening explosions peel out.
4: But it certainly doesn't f***ing protect against stray shots at our tails. You need to remember to pull your tail
7: in whenever you hide. It's not enough just to get your head out of sight, Miss
4: Lady.
1: Do you need any healing, Felicia?
4: No thanks, Owen. It's just graves. But I'm kind of pissed now. Lottie, you, you want to help me tear apart some zombies? Sounds like a yes. The, the cat, lady cat Lady
2: and the, the Dramasaur spring, spring toward, toward the nearest two soldier zombies, savagely, savagely ripping them apart, apart with claws and teeth. Are you thinking what I'm
0: thinking, Kartafu?
3: Ya, yeah, We should take this opportunity to free the hostages and get them away from the fighting!
0: Precisely! Off we go! Fear not, fair citizens, for Theo the Wonder God and his squire Kartoffel the Slayer Spud are here to usher you to safety.
9: Hey, Wonder Bread, where do you think you and that potato are taking my next batch of zombies?
3: Um, well, I was just going to take them to the lobby, then come back here and kick your pots!
9: Ah, you certainly have some starch in you, little guy. Now let's see if I'm right. Maybe I can cut all of that starch on the outside of you instead with this k gross Conf wagon
7: What the hells is a k gross wagon
9: This is...
7: Still doesn't answer my question. It looks like a box on top of a box, and the top box has this long neck thing that ends in a flared hole. What does it do?
2: The room is filled with rushing heat and force as the K Wagon vomits forth some sort of shell that bursts against the high corner of the close wall in a concussive fireball. Fortunately, Theo and Kartoffel wasted no time in getting all those townspeople to safety. So, if the building is still standing, they should probably be
9: safe. <laughs> I may have destroyed a few of my zombies, but I can always make more. You mercs still want any of this?
3: <laughs>
1: what? What did What did you say? My my ears are ringing. Oh, God! Just let me get that through. Uh, Mass lesser restoration. There. Now we should be able to hear.
8: Oh shit! What? I believe the K-Wagon thing is the name of a dragon. The dragon has returned home. We need to kill it before it figures out that we have reclaimed its treasure. No, we just need to get the next key.
6: All right, team, just like we've trained, Attack Pattern Delta. Well, Oz, I guess we'd better get to our part of the plan.
5: Sounds like we should. Time to pull the necromancer's attention with a simultaneous, simultaneous
9: fascinating. Whoa, what? Hey, that's pretty good. I kinda like that. Yeah, good tone. And they're using polyrhythms and all sorts of syncopation. That's awesome.
3: Alright, Portia. It's our turn. Right with you, Wank. Uh, let's see. This display case that Armor fell on should do the trick. Just gotta push.
2: Hey! Wank and Portia put their shoulders to the case, and within seconds it stands between Threllis and the k wag They then scramble atop the furniture and go down on all fours, one of them behind each of the necromancer's legs.
8: And that must mean it is our turn, Vormirondra.
2: The mighty horse of the ancient star pastures quickly interposes himself between Threllis and the fascinating bards. Rather than letting, than letting Cal attack, Cal attack though, Vornarok wheels so his, his haunches, haunches are squared to Threllis's body.
9: Wait, what?
2: Vordorok lifts his rear legs and launches them squarely into Threllis's chest. The necromancer spins backwards, tripping over Wank and Portia. He's still levitating, though, so he goes careening headlong into the barrel of the k wagon, slamming the back of his head against it violently before collapsing to the floor in a heap. And now it's my turn. Let's see
0: here. Hmm. The treasure's right about here. Whew. Thanks for socks that the next key was actually this book, not that handful of guts.
1: Yep. The Rilling an artifact detector confirms it.
3: But how are we gonna get home now?
1: Oh.
9: Oh. Hey, you guys got me pretty good there. Plus that song, the albino gnome and the scaly elf plane was totally brutal. Here, let me open a portal for you guys. You could even keep that book thing. This plane's pretty fucking <laughs> lame anyway. So I was just gonna let a couple more zombies go and see what happens for a while before I moved
0: on. Well, that's as sportsmanly of you, Masculine! Thank you kindly.
9: Hey, good music's pretty hard to come by, bro. So you gotta do what you can when
0: you can. Where you wanna go? Well, we came here from them young kingdoms, so I guess we ought to go back there. Chill, chill. I got you, brah.
2: Yeah. Goodbye. You peer through Threlis's interdimensional gateway, and you behold the cove where you left your ship and all the slaves who are still chained to its oars. Nothing, Nothing even seems to have burnt, infested, or stolen your
0: boat. Well, what do you say, Task Force? I Yeah, no
9: problem. Oh, dwarf, here's my card. If you ever decide you maybe want to replace your shin bones with giant coils of adamantine or
0: something... Uh, thanks! Now, back to our quest! Visit the Twenty Sided Theater online at 20
8: TwentySidedTheater.com. You can also follow us on Twitter through scryo magical links that Imanand and I have established. You can follow the Twenty Sided Theater at 20 Sided Theater, spelled with an R E, the Insuperable Romande Sorfinde
0: at Illustrious Row. Master Imanon Shenuda at Shanuda Necroco, the Empress Isa Featherfoot, at Lady
8: Featherfoot, Spirit of the Swift Wind, at Spirit
2: OTSW, and me, Thrimlock Lenanian at Thrimlock. The 20-sided theatre is a joint production of Bear Industries and the Shenuda Necromancy Corporation. This episode stars Gabriel Abenante, Natalie Abenante, Blake Parker, Keridwyn Quatran, Kian Quatran, and Rory Quatran. With special thanks to John Abenante for the use of Owen Dromios and Lottie.
4: Original adventure and story by Kian Quatran. Script adaptation by Rory Quatran. Edited by Blake Parker.
10: Music by A New God. Blackula Hunter, Detonado, Cubby and Jonas Dam, Mental Guy, Mike Conovar, Modesje Tristan Lohengrin, and VCMG. For a complete list of, and links to, all the music and sound effects you heard on tonight's episode, visit the show notes at 20 sidedtheatercom While you're there, consider donating to the upkeep and production of the 20-sided theater. If you don't, I shall hunt you down and grant you everlasting undeath. Using your bodily components as part of a living wall for the defense of the Emperor and the glorious city of Sandaskar.
3: Join us next
7: time at the Twenty Theater!
11: citizens of the interdimensional empire i've been spying on this is professor e slide again offering you a brand new service from sliding tech industries is all reality crashing down around your ears do you fear the end of all life as you know it do you hate your neighbors and want to move All of these problems and many more can be solved by applying for a triple subprime loan to buy a brand new home at the Sliding Home Hills Housing Development. These wonderful buildings are all fully furnished with all of the modern conveniences, including dishwasher, washer-dryer, flush toilets, solar panels worth exactly $1 million, wireless internet access in every room, fully organic garbage disposal that I swear isn't a genetically altered pig that lives under your sink. Home security cameras and microphones, state-of-the-art panic room, and semi-legal military grade weather stripping. But don't take my word for it. Just ask one of my satisfied customers, Sona! GET IN HERE AND TELL THEM ABOUT THE MODEL HOME I HAD PARTRY BUILD FOR YOU!
5: You mean the house that's all concrete with the slate roof and the feral pigs in the storm cellar, sir? The one where I have to open the refrigerator at night to warm up the place since the walls and the single glazed windows just bleed any tiny amount of warmth into the
11: night, sir? The house you didn't even put a stove into, much less a furnace? That house, sir? Precisely! When reality is collapsing all around you, and you need to flee to a safe haven, then you immediately have become a beggar, and beggars aren't allowed to choose their arms! Besides, Sonar, you didn't even mention the excellent hench schools for all the little henchlings those interdimensional refugees will inevitably bring with them. I ain't got kids, sir.
5: Plus, I dropped out of school when I was 16 because I hated all the brainwashing and the bullshit they fed us in history class. So I kinda don't believe in
11: school systems no more. Be that as it may, if you can hear this message, then you need to go immediately to slidingtech.biz and fill out your application today! Sliding Home Estates and Sliding Loans Incorporated are equal opportunity providers. However, as mandated by their parent company, Sliding Tech Industries, robots, androids, and automatons will not be served!
0: Sure, that sounds like a cle- uh, qu-
6: uh.
0: a clut.
8: a I cast clest! I, clest, I have you? a clest for you.
0: Go to the top of this mountain. Get me. my retainer case. I think I dropped it somewhere up there. Over Iron Heel drinks only the most delicious raspberry Arizona iced tea. Arizona iced tea. Not from Arizona, not ice, not tea.